Hello and welcome back to MacGuffin's Podcast. This is Nicholas Boynton and your co-host, Big Sexy John. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about how to be a good employee at McDonald's. Now, being a good employee um, entails a lot of things and we're both pretty much perfect employees. Like, Like if there was... You know, they do ranking systems, and they do A tier, B tier. We're like S tier employees. All Top the time. Notch. All the Top, time. Top notch. We never make mistakes. Uh, we always show up for our shifts, never late, never uh, never leave before they're over. Fastest people our, there. We get all our jobs done. We're the fastest people there, and everyone loves us. Never make mistakes. Exactly. Literally perfect at the job. Exactly. Couldn't be better. I don't know why they have anyone else working when we're working. Yeah, I mean, honestly... We could make it on our own. A two-person team could run the entire day in, like, faster than in a whole team. Yeah, I really think that people actually get in our way when we're on. Honestly. We are both just average McDonald's employees. I'm below average. I'm really slow in compared to a lot of people in Grill. Yeah, I think you're getting up there, though. Uh, I mean... Like, what what you lack in speed, you make up for in your willingness to work. Yeah. Well, what I lack in speed, I make up for in accuracy. Exactly. I take time to make sure I'm making all the sandwiches correctly. And what do the best carpenters say? <sighs> Measure, Measure once, cut twice. Without further ado, we're going to talk to you about how to be a good McDonald's employee. In case you're ever thinking about getting a good, it's a great first job working at McDonald's, you know. Uh, now, this is going to include some personal stories. We're not going to give any names, what store we worked with them at. We've both worked at several stores, and so uh, just to keep everything kind of neutral, we're not going to give any names out of fellow coworkers or anything like that. So, Let's begin with some of the embarrassing stories that we have had. One thing that I know I've done is I... Worked at a McDonald's one time where some people I knew came through and they ordered some food, right? And I knew it was them. And as I'm making their food, I just blank out for some reason. I don't remember why or what I was thinking about, but I just start wrapping all of their sandwiches without any meat on it. I, I, flipped, the, I flipped the cheese over on the McDoubles. I... I did everything as I normally would. I just didn't put meat on it. I wrapped it up, sent it out. No one noticed, and I, I bet, later I bet they, they noticed. Oh, I was gonna <laughs> say, I, bet, I bet they didn't even notice. You know, they took a bite and it's such a good sandwich. They were like, "Hmm, this is I can't tell what this is missing." But it's just something, something there that's a little different. You know, yeah. uh, they told me afterwards. They were like, "Were you back in grill?" I denied it because I was so embarrassed. <laughs> I was like, you just lied to your I closest like, friends. I was like, no, I, what, what, what goofball would ever do that? Like, I cannot tell you how many sandwiches I have not put meat on. Like it's, it sounds like, like to you guys, it probably sounds like such a stupid mistake. But when you're like in a system, you're on the line, you're just putting ketchup and mustard and pickle and onion on all those sandwiches. It is like your brain is not necessarily in the moment. So you're just sitting there. You like roll over the bun. You wrap the sandwich. It doesn't have meat on it. You send it out anyway. It's too late. Like you don't even realize. Meat is one of the most important things of the sandwich to a customer. But from an employee perspective. It's the smallest part of making the sandwich. It's one of the, it's the last thing that we put on there before we send it out. And it's the quickest. It's like. It's the fastest. And 
as we're putting the meat on there, we're focused on the next sandwich. Exactly. We're focused. We're like, that sandwich is done in our minds once, like, we're reaching into the, the, the trays and putting meat on the sandwiches. So, The yeah. meat on the sandwiches never changes. We've moved on. Yeah, once we've put the toppings on there, we're in autopilot mode while we're thinking about the how to make the other sandwich in the next order. Yeah, yeah. So it's a it seems like a dumb mistake to anyone who doesn't understand, but I can guarantee you it happens a lot more than you think. I think Nick, I can co- I can top your uh, embarrassing story. Okay. I forgot about this. Um, it happened really recently too. Uh-huh. Like, oh, uh huh. Like December. Okay. Of, like this last year. All right, so uh, like a terrible, terrible employee that I am, <laughs> I was on my phone at one point while I was working in the drive-through. All right. I feel so ashamed to admit that, but you know, everyone has their flaws. Uh, so I'm on my phone in the drive-through. I'm texting my girlfriend, right? All right. And have you ever done the thing where like um, you're either hearing something and while you're typing typing like texting to someone you like accidentally type what you hear or you vice versa vice versa something. you type something and you say, and it, you out say loud. it out loud oh so my god i was about to text my girlfriend i love you and i had to, <laughs> I, the, a customer came to the window right and so as i'm handing <laughs> as i'm handing him his drink i just look him dead in the <laughs> eyes i'm like i love you <laughs> i didn't know the guy he didn't say it he did not say a word to me he I didn't looked say this, it back? No, he didn't say it back. It was devastating. I looked this man dead in the eyes and told him I loved Just him. Just couldn't put my heart on the line. And <laughs> he, he did not he did not say a thing back. Most embarrassing thing I've ever felt. Like he just left it there. I was dead inside because not only did I just tell a customer I loved him, but he had the audacity <laughs> to not say it back to me. Just left you. Uh, man, that was That is cold. Yeah, no. I told this guy about it that I was working with and I don't think Man, no they mind. they gave me so much crap for it, man. That definitely tops up my story. Yeah. You know? yeah. The most embarrassing thing I've done was get caught, I guess. Uh saying I love you to a customer, I would be so embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, no. I it was like not even there was nothing else going on. There's no way he didn't hear me. He was <laughs> he was, up close it was I mean, granted, there's like there was like glass over the the window because COVID and everything, so it was like a glass layer in between them. So maybe he didn't hear me, but like it was face to face, as close as we could get with COVID. Looked this man dead in the eye with his mustache and said, "I love you." You still like, remember in, his in, face. A, in in the face in in the voice <laughs> that I would say it to my girlfriend because like that. I mean, like I don't know about you, but I like I'm hearing myself say it whenever I'm like typing. I was typing to my girlfriend. Yeah. And so you just said it. Yep. I, I've said some funky Sorry, things. Sorry, Anna. I didn't mean to tell this man I loved him. <laughs> <laughs> Confession time. Yeah. And I, she, she's heard the story. She thought it was... At, she died. Confession time. I loved someone else once. <laughs> <laughs> it was some random man in drive through Yeah. So if you're out there, man, and you ever find this podcast, I still love you. <laughs> Oh, I bet that'll make us day to hear. I need a letter. I need I need you to call me. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've said some interesting things to customers, and I've had some really interesting, uh, like, customer relationships almost, where they'd come up 
and we had our banter and our like witty things that we said. Uh, regulars, of course. Of course, yeah. Uh, one time at a McDonald's I worked at, I did a Scooby Doo voice while taking the orders. I've also done a Russian voice, like a German voice, an Italian voice. Uh, I had done so many different kinds of voices with customers just to spice up the experience and make it a little more fun for me. One time I pretended to be a robot and this was a really fun thing that I did. One thing that I really enjoyed, uh, because I feel like that's also good to talk about. Um, and I did the robot voice so well that they thought I was an auto ordering system and I've had I had customers that were like I would applaud you, but I don't know how it would mess up the sound quality of this recording. That is absolutely incredible. There were customers that were like, "Is this a recording? Is this is this a robot?" That is absolutely unbelievable. And then they'd pull up to the window, and I would do the robot voice again, and it just made their nights. It made mine too because I loved seeing their reactions to it. Yeah, I've never done that, but. I mean, so that's... What are some things you enjoy doing? Uh, again, with order taking over the headset, I love um, just casually, casually messing with the brain of whoever's order I'm taking. Just late at night, because, like, it's in, if it's in a rush, I'm kind of serious about the job. I'm trying to get people's food out as fast as possible, and I'm just taking order after order, and I'm pretty serious about it. But, like, at late at night, it's, like, one car every couple minutes, hopefully. If you listen to the last episode, you should know that you shouldn't be causing us 50 cars at 11 o'clock not gonna go back into that but um (laughs) yeah so if you're getting like one car at a time late at night and like i would i would be like try to like a different fun greeting like welcome to mcdonald's home of the big mac or welcome to mcdonald's the happiest place on earth or like welcome back to mac shack home of the big mac and then if they'd order anything but a Big Mac, I'd be like, are you sure you don't want a Big Mac? We're the home of the Big Mac. <laughs> and then, uh, but I think one of the, the fun, the most fun things I've done, like, order-taking-wise is, like, not, like, obviously, but, like, kind of monotoned, like, saying the whole thing. Like, welcome back to McDonald's. <laughs> it's, like, like, really, like, one pitch at a time, so it's not quite obvious that I'm singing. Or if I have uh, someone who's order-taking with me and, uh, like, it's a girl who's order-taking with me, we'll, like, switch line for line. So, like, she'll say one line and I'll say one line. And that way just kind of mess with them. They don't know, like, if a guy or a girl is taking their order. Oh, it's so fun. I've never done that before. (laughs) Yeah, no, that one's really fun. That sounds like it would take some coordination. It does, yeah. No, you just got to kind of, like, tap each other on the shoulder when you want the other one to go. <laughs> that is hilarious. I will have to try that one sometime. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, that gets us off to, honestly, a good start for, uh, now that we've shared some embarrassing stories or fun stories about stuff we've done uh, as good McDonald's workers, uh, we want to transition into how you can be a good McDonald's worker. And that starts off with how you interact with customers. I feel like if you are a robot, literally, not just a voice, and if you are reading off the same greeting and if you are not changing up your greeting and how you're talking to people, each person's individual. You can't greet them all the same. Not everyone's doing the same. Not everyone's experiencing the same things in life. You gotta switch it up. So, like, you can be like, hey, how are you doing today? And if, 
like they're all gonna respond with different things unless they just give like a one word answer of good but like you're gonna have customers who like try to interact with you if they're polite and I've had customers and this was a fluke one time uh, of a night where we didn't have like any cars besides this one customer and they sat there for like 30 minutes telling me their life story of how they traveled from California all the way to the McDonald's in a place that I worked in Missouri and they were an artist that did little commissions to kind of like pave their way and get gas to go all the way from one side to the other and they were telling me this life story of theirs about how they found religion and how they used art to pave their way and it all started with your standard McDonald's greeting but their reaction to that standard McDonald's meeting or greeting sorry uh, you have to understand the customer and be willing to switch things up and adapt if we weren't if we were super busy I probably never would have heard this guy's life story uh, because I probably would have done the more serious thing and just kind of said here's your money have a good day but since we weren't super busy I took the time to connect with the customer a little bit and make a more personalized experience for that person that ended up being really awesome because I think they really enjoyed talking about their life and their experiences. I feel like they might have needed that. And I was really happy to hear this really interesting tale of this guy who did artwork and was traveling across America. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you made like an actual impact on that customer's life. And it's like sad that honestly, we'd probably get in trouble if we did that too often with customers where we like oh i got actually, in trouble yeah i actually talked to them that long because we're i mean at the same time like each second counts when you're trying to get out an order and the the clock just keeps ticking if they just sit there even if you're not like if even if they have everything they need the clock just ticks while they're sitting there and so it drives up our average times and we get in huge trouble so we didn't we can't connect with customers like that that often but i guarantee like in that case i would say like I don't know. It's like, it seems worth it because that customer will remember you and they will remember that McDonald's experience. And like, how rare is it to say that you remember an experience you had at McDonald's that significantly, that was significant to your life? Yeah. You know, like we're workers. So that like, that can happen to us. We can have funny stories that we're going to remember for years happen potentially every day. But that customer just experienced a one in, once in a lifetime thing where they had a meaningful experience at a fast food McDonald's restaurant somewhere in Missouri. That's not going to happen to them, like probably ever again. Yeah, I doubt that anyone else ever takes the time to listen to their life story. Exactly, and like honestly, like we're not supposed to take the time, but I, I, I don't know. I we would get in trouble, but I feel like if we weren't busy, I would say it's definitely worth it. Yeah, it, it definitely was worth it. Because I don't remember what I got told when I got in trouble. I don't remember what they said when they yelled at me. Uh, but I do remember the conversation. What yeah, that guy said he had a really interesting life story, and I do remember some of his lessons that he was trying to like inspire me to learn and teach uh, through that life story. He talked about 
as he traveled, he learned less and less that it was about money and more and more that it's about time. Uh, and that was a really beautiful thing, in my opinion, to take the time to hear that customer's life story, to hear about the hardships, the struggles that he has endured as he traveled across America, only using art to pay for the gas to travel and for the food. Uh, and he had a dog that he was also paying for with the art. I And I just think that was really awesome yeah. to hear. I mean, and then you're going to get customers where you, you ask how they're doing and be like, good, but I'd be better if you just gave me a Big Mac and shut up. <laughs> like, they're just not yeah. going to not gonna take the time to... They're not going to say that exactly ever, but, like, they're going to... They'll give you not, the vibe. They're not going to take the time. They're not even... Sometimes they don't even answer. I ask, how are you at the first window? They don't even answer. I don't say, know if they I can't get... hear me. Or, yeah, they just don't care <laughs> that you're trying to make a connection with them. That's fine. I mean, I can't force them to try to connect with me. I mean, I, like, us people taking your orders are human. So, like, we want to interact with you, first of all, in the least awkward way. We don't want to sit in silence. But also, we, like, trying to be polite. It's, it's like customer service is much more than just getting you your food and leaving you alone. It's about making different kinds of connections. It's really fun to talk to people and connect with them and make that experience something that you'll remember and something that they'll remember in mm -hmm. a friendly, positive way. The best feeling is when you like impact someone positively at your job. It's like... Like, when you help a customer, like, I had a person come in, they couldn't get a charger, they were trying to get a hold of their family, and couldn't, their phone was dead, and they were trying to get a hold of their family so they could stop and meet them there because they were carpooling together, but they, like, caravanning together, but they got separated, and so they had no way of knowing where they were supposed to stop and meet up, and this guy's phone was dead, and I lent him a charger. Like, I could have, like, he could have taken my charger, but he didn't. It was, like, one of the best experiences I've had with a customer. I got to talk with them a bit. The best feeling I've ever had, like, helping a customer out is when my name got, because like, they read off my name tag, my name got specifically m mentioned in a good review. I've had that happen a few times yeah. as well. It was so, it's such a good feeling because you know you helped someone enough that they took the time to give positive feedback about the store because of you and mention you specifically and connect you to it. And that was the one of the best feelings I've had working at McDonald's. I've had people ask me what my name was because... They'll put their card in and it'll it'll decline, and they'll put it in again and it'll decline, and it'll be it'll be like a single mother in the car with kids in the back and they're trying to get their happy meal, and then they'll put the card in and it'll decline two or three times and they'll get so embarrassed and they'll try other cards and it doesn't work, and they they get so so embarrassed and then I'll offer I'll be like hey. Would you be okay with, do you mind if I pay the tab on this one? The number of times I've seen full-grown adults break down and cry because of experiences that we have shared as people in a fast food McDonald's drive-thru makes every other moment that isn't enjoyable worth it. You pay for someone's ticket when they are, their card declines or they don't they forgot their wallet on them like like people like come through and they're like oh, I left my wallet at home I can't it's like a 30 minute drive I'm not going to come back I was on my way home from work or something you put a smile on their face instantly the, the the moment you pay for them and I'm not saying it takes paying for customers to be a good McDonald's employee I'm not saying that it's just any way you can positively impact customers 
in like a heartwarming way or an emotional way. It is a choice. Connection way, uh, laughter, anything like that. It's you become instantly just like a step up in your uh, in your customer service. It just it and see you don't have to go that far with it. You definitely don't have to go that far with it. Yeah. Uh, especially because it comes at like a personal net loss to you. You don't have to go that far with it. But as someone that's done it a variety of times, I think that the reaction and that the feeling I get from being able to help someone and support them in that way is so much more, it's worth so much more to me than the $12 will ever be. That's an hour of my life. 100%. An hour of my life's wages. And I know that person's going to remember that for equally as long as I do. And I remember it for days, weeks, months. Years. Yeah. Years. I've been working here. I've been working at McDonald's for three and a half years now. I could tell you so many stories from the first year. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. No. So bottom line of this one is uh, make a good impact on a customer. They will remember it you will remember it and it can be in so many different ways and the amount of that impact is your choice you don't have to do any more than the basics which is be mildly positive but i can promise you that if you take the little bit of time to kind of personalize everybody's experience give them a compliment a personalized compliment if they're if they're if it, if their hair looks nice Saying something as simple and general as their hair looks nice, that will make the rest of their car ride. Just, yeah, positive impact customers. It makes you feel so good, honestly. Yeah. It's one of the most worthwhile things working in the drive through section. Now, positive impact to coworkers is another great way to be a good McDonald's employee. I mean, we're... Nobody likes... It's straight up, like... It sounds like an exaggeration, sounds like a joke. Straight up, if you work with the same people for, um, say, three and a half years, such as uh, me or any other worker, if you work with the same people almost every day for those three and a half years, you are family. And, like, you get to know more about them than you know sometimes about friends you've known for longer but aren't that close to i've worked with co like co-workers like i'm a five night closer every night for the past couple years and i know them more than some people i went to grade school with like it's crazy how much closer you get to people just by sharing a job with them and i can promise you that if you are kind and good to your fellow employees and you support them and you help them that it comes back when you need help or when you need a favor done, I promise you that those people who you have done favors for and helped and been kind to are going to return that. Now that goes for like if if you didn't necessarily make a mess, but they're all flustered and they got to clean up a mess they made, clean it up for them. Like just help them out in any way you can. Like if they're if they're behind on their uh, their to-do list and you're done with yours, just help them out. Get get something of theirs done. Uh, if, if there's no, like, 
if there's absolutely no reason you can't stay a little extra and they're behind and like they're needing you to stay stay a little bit if there's no pressing reason for you to leave you don't need to leave like it's that simple you you stay and you help and you yeah it 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 is kind of a big deal you know both to you and the other person time time matters and getting out of there when you're supposed to it's a it's a great feeling it's a great thing but i would argue that i'm happier to stay a little extra 15 minutes to help my fellow coworker get caught up or in a better spot on the drive through list or the order taking list than i do leaving on time when we're already caught up and good to go everyone has times where they they cheat that and they don't necess- they don't necessarily need to leave but they they're just so tired and they just they, they don't really think about their other coworkers and they don't absolutely need to leave but they do anyway i know i've done that yeah but everyone it's it's does about it. it's about it's it, about your actions and your repeating actions i can't tell you how many times nick or i have stayed in clothes when we weren't scheduled to close or scheduled <laughs> to be off at like 10 and the rest are people behind so we schedule we we stay and we do a five closer deal and it's not a big deal like you we're, we're missing on a what like an hour hour and a half of our lives and it goes faster when it would have been what would have been a two hour close is all of a sudden a one hour close because we got a little bit a little bit of extra help because we can afford it labor's down and, and it makes like a big difference yeah it does it makes a huge difference and i guarantee you that that person will be 100 percent willing to return the favor because they will remember that even if you have to pressure them into it a little bit be like oh, remember that time i helped you <laughs> just like like you can do that you have a little wiggle room and that in that at that point if it is like, kind of fair yeah. if you jumped to their aid you can give them a little push to yours yeah i i've came in and closed several times several already now to be fair, one of them that was to get done quickly so we could record the first episode the of first this podcast. podcast. Yeah. But uh, and I showed up and ran in there. Uh, I've I've closed nights that I wasn't scheduled to close, and I've came in on nights that I wasn't scheduled, and then agreed to close when that wasn't the original plan. I can say that I've already been repaid for that because. Just the other night, very, very recently. I think I still owe you one time or two to help you close Oh, out. it's fine. It's <laughs> fine. Just the other night, very, very recently, I was scheduled to close. And as I'm working, I start having this gut-wrenching pain and just feeling terribly. And... My body's trying to get me to throw up and I have to run to the trash can and I'm holding my stomach while heaving into this trash can. Let's not make it too gross. It was it was bad. <laughs> I I wasn't having a good time. And I was willing I was going to try and fight through it and stay in close. But the manager was like, Hey Nick, are you gonna be okay? Do do we need to get someone in here or can you stay? And I told the manager that I could stay, right? Even though very clearly I was not in a position to stay. I just felt so bad for leaving. And they called someone in and I'm super, super grateful they did because I felt 
really, really bad, but I didn't want to leave because I felt really, really bad for kind of, in my eyes, ditching everybody there uh, and making someone else come in for me. Yeah, and that just goes along with it. Being understanding as a coworker is another great thing. People are going to make mistakes. Your coworkers are going to make mistakes. And I'm not saying I'm perfect at being understanding. I yell at coworkers for stupidity or mistakes all the time. Coworkers yell at me for stupidity or mistakes all the time, and it happens, and you lose your temper. But it's about understanding. And if you do lose your temper, you go and apologize for snapping at them. And if you don't, you just super understanding. You just help fix whatever was done be understanding be supportive be hardworking with each other work together and your shift is going to run a hundred percent more smoothly supporting each other as co-workers is a really big deal because you're all ultimately working towards one goal and if like you're all your co-workers hate you you're working with them the next night so it does no good to not build any relationship with it's your not gonna make your time very fun i when i first started here and i first started lobby closing i didn't talk to, i was so i i've like like nearly crippling like social anxiety like i just fear people aren't gonna like me so i don't start talking to people until like weeks and weeks and months and months into knowing them and so for the first six months of me being like a five-night lobby closer, some of the coworkers hadn't even heard what my voice sounded like because I hadn't talked to them. I would just go do my job and not talk to anyone but customers when I was taking orders, and that was it. And one day, this this coworker came up to me and she's like, I don't even know what your voice sounds like. And I was like, oh, hi. And there it was. I started talking to my coworkers more because I was like, I guess I need to get to know these people. I'm going to be working with them for a while. Yeah, no, it's not a great way to work your McDonald's experience because you can't ask for help if you're not talking to people. You can't offer your help if you're not talking to people. People are just going to kind of think you're secluded. And, yeah, I'm still bad at talking to new people, but, I mean, I just I realized that had to change. My first night here, you did talk to me. I did, yeah, no, I and realized I, that's how, I, yeah, no, I've completely changed. How it was I, pretty nice. Yeah. You know? I'm now I'm a crew trainer. I have to talk to new people. Like I'm training someone tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. By the time this episode comes out, I will have trained a new person most likely, unless I get it all out tomorrow, but I can safely say that being connected to your coworkers is super important. It makes the job more enjoyable, things go faster, things go more smoothly, the job gets done better. The level of importance to connection is undescribable. You can't hardly do this job without connecting at all. And I've been that person that's tried to get new people to open up pretty successfully by doing roughly the same thing that someone did to you with the whole, I don't even know what your voice sounds like. What's your name? anything like that to kind of help new people feel more comfortable with talking and more comfortable in the area they're working at. You yeah. shouldn't be uncomfortable where you work. Yeah. So it's all about being a good coworker, being good connections with your your customers, staying and helping out, uh, building relations, everything like that. Speaking of networking and supporting your fellow customer and employee in their time of need 
we are once again asking for your support. Would you like to say something about that? Uh, yes, this is another shameless plug. Um, completely to my shock and to yours as well, we did not get any sponsorship offers after the whopping eight or nine views that I saw on our uh, Spotify account. I know it's tough, and I know I'm in all of your prayers, and we're praying for more money as well. Now, the money you guys donated goes to bettering our equipment, uh, better software for recording, uh, it goes to reimbursing us from this microphone that we're still in the hole from, uh, we are recording in a car with regular blankets trying to reduce reverb, so it goes to hopefully potentially buying sound blankets one day. Uh, and then a little bit of petty cash in the pockets for both of us because it's kind of like a side hustle. Not much because, again, we're still in the hole for the microphone. Anyway. Hopefully they notice that the quality improved already now that we've put in these blankets and that we have kind of found a better spot and put some time into developing the software required to make these audio recordings crisp and very fresh and edited well. I agree, and you can help it keep improving by donating to this podcast uh, Venmo me at Here's Johnny uh, that's H-E-E-E-R-E-S J-O-N-N-Y 35 Again, that's H-E-E-E-R-E-S J-O-N-N-Y 35. It's connected to my Facebook so you can probably just search Jonathan Grass and you'll probably find me. Uh, so, there is for a the last for the last episode we reached a uh, we reached a whopping sixty dollars um, plus some that I don't know from my girlfriend because she owed me money on something else and she sent me all one payment. I'm not going to do math right now. My brain hurts. It is two o'clock in the morning. So thank you to our sponsors, Anna Royick, Luke Ropey, and Patrick Kelly for all of your money. We reached a whopping sixty plus dollars on that last podcast episode no applause because i don't want to destroy the sound quality that's a lot more than i was expecting to be perfectly honest that's really awesome i was not Mm -hmm. expecting any money at all so thank you guys yes you guys are helping quality and you're helping me go to college and nick do whatever he wants um so for this next episode we have a slightly larger goal with a catch that I think you guys will enjoy. Our goal is to hit $100 donated on this next podcast episode. And here is how you guys can make that happen with a possible reward. For each $10 you as individuals donate, your name is entered into a random roulette wheel spinning, 100% random, no favoritism. Drawing for a one-of-a-kind, never-to-be-repeated-or-sold-again, signed McGuffin's t-shirt. Custom-designed. That is only if we hit the goal of $100, and that is only for every $10 you donate, you get one entry. It is completely random. One week from Wednesday the 14th, we will pick the winner of that drawing. Um, May the best McGuffin supporter win. Now that we've shared some of the qualifications for being a good McDonald's employee, I feel like it's time we shared just a few more short, silly stories. We're already at 40 minutes. I feel like we, if we share a few more short, silly stories, we'll have a good episode that we can wrap up. All right. <clears throat> so this is a story that I haven't gotten to experience yet. 
This is something that is a goal of mine. A oh. silly goal. Oh. I have heard <clears throat> that there's a certain employee. See, he's spreading lies already. This is the second episode and he's talking about stuff he hasn't done yet. Well, it's a goal. It's something I hope to one day happen. And if it does, I'm going to share. So there's a certain employee <clears throat> who is very mischievous uh, and enjoys spicing things up just as much as we do. One way that I know the employee does that is if you make a really good ice cream cone, right? <laughs> right before you hand it out to the window, this very special employee uh, will say, hey, come here, or that's a nice looking cone, and just grab the ice cream and ruin your cone. Yeah, you'll make another. You have no idea the, the pain that goes into making one cone, let alone making a good cone and then having to make another. I have never made a beautiful cone before, and I've never been noticed for having made a beautiful cone. So I want to one day make a beautiful cone and be noticed by having it destroyed. It's it's like the McDonald's equivalent of being yelled at by Gordon Ramsay. You know, it is a goal. It's not something that's super nice if you don't want it to happen, but it's a goal to have it happen sheerly to be recognized. Speaking of Gordon Ramsay, that brings up like just like like some of the fun we have on the clock is so fun like one of the uh, one of my coworkers I don't know what he said to me when I came into work, but I just got I had just gotten there. I wasn't even on the clock and he was making fun of me and so I grabbed a bun from the grill area and I just held them on the side of his head and I said, What are you? Like an idiot sandwich and I said, Yes and I threw the <laughs> bun at his face and left. That is something Gordon Ramsay would do. That is something he, Gordon Ramsay has done. Yeah, yeah, he did it. Yeah. I am Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> the, the McDonald's Gordon I'm Ramsay. not the McDonald's Gordon Ramsay that throws cones on the ground, but I am the McDonald's Gordon Ramsay. That's true. Now, uh, another silly story had nothing to do with Gordon Ramsay. Uh, it's just the number one that pops into my mind because it was so funny that uh, the manager that night that was working, I was leaving. I was off for my shift. I was heading out the door, and it happened, and the manager and I were dying on the floor laughing. It was so funny. So this kid who had never worked service before, or like he'd worked service before, but he was always in grill, and all of a sudden he was closing service for the first time ever. He was closing up front, and this person gets to his window, and all they had was a large water. And, you know, you pay at the back window, but he got, this car got up to the second window, and he starts telling them their total again because he took their order. And he just pauses and he goes, wait, did you pay? And then the customer just gives him these, like, he is the dumbest person on the face of the earth. Look, the coworker just, like, hands them the water and then melts to the floor in embarrassment. And the whole time the manager and I are just dying on the floor. So one thing that I like to look back on as kind of a silly story um, I like that we use the word silly. We've not deviated from the word silly to describe these stories. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> that's what they are. You know, they're pretty silly. They're they're funny in a way that's embarrassing, but not in a bad way. You know, they're not negative bad. Like I was embarrassed at the time, but it was so funny yeah. now that I look back on it when I told I gave my man I gave a man my heart and he didn't give it back. That is so sad. You know, I tell you what. 
if I was that customer, <laughs> if I had such a big, sexy man saying, looking me in the eyes, looking into my soul, if I had a mustache, you know, all of those things, and I was the customer who had someone look in my eyes and said, I love you, I would at least say thanks back. Do you think the problem was I didn't caress his mustache as I said it? I think that would have elicited a response. <laughs> if I just like reached out the window underneath the the plastic barrier and I just like put a thumb in like right under his <laughs> nose and like like brushed his mustache on one side and said, "I love you." <laughs> that would have made it feel so. Maybe I'm getting, he thought, I'm getting chills. Maybe he thought you were joking, and so he didn't respond because he didn't want to be like the laughing stock of a joke. Maybe that would have made it felt so genuine. He would have looked you in your eyes, reached that window, brushed your hair, and set it back. Yeah. Wouldn't that have been nice? Yeah. If it, he had caressed my face and said he loved me too, and then we kissed through the drive <laughs> How's your girlfriend going to feel about this? She she understands. She, understand, she understands true love. Yeah. She, she, she roots for true love. She... <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, man. Anyway, so back to silly stories. Sorry. I'm emotionally distraught. Yeah, we we weren't supposed to talk about, like, relationships and romance. Oh, this is so sad now. Oh, man. Okay, back to silly stories. So one time I dropped a lid in the ice cream machine and I was elbow deep in ice cream trying to fish it out. That's pretty funny. I haven't dropped anything in the ice cream machine, um, but I have filled it so high that our ice cream machine has overheated uh and you have to like drain it and let it cool down again uh just because my first few times i didn't know where to fill it to and i just assumed you had to fill it to the tippity top so let me get let me get this straight you filled the machine with something cold so far that it got hot yeah that's i put so much cold liquid in that you're not only dumb you're impressive thank you I try hard <laughs> on sorry, accident. I, I mean, like, I, I don't mean to insult you, but, like... No, no, no. I try so hard on accident That's sometimes. the dumbest, most impressive move <laughs> I've ever heard of. It's a power move. Yeah. I mean, I, how can anyone else turn something cold plus cold and make it hot? Exactly. Um, <clears throat> another dumb, impressive move was... I was working in the grill area at a store with a co-worker. And we were both in the grill area, and... There was a 20-piece nugget. And pop quiz to you listeners, how many nuggets go in a 20-piece nugget? That's right, 20. <laughs> this man didn't know you had to count the nuggets and just thought you filled the box up until the box was full because they made the box that size for the re- a reason. So the manager who was bagging the food up front lifted the 20-piece box and said, this feels a little heavy to be 20 nuggets. And the guy said, oh, I didn't know you had to count. I thought you just filled the box. He had 27 nuggets in the box. That he didn't realize that a 20-piece <clears throat> nugget was only 20-piece nuggets. That would have made me really happy as a customer. It would have made me really sad. It makes me really sad for our future, though. <laughs> That's... I'm destitute for the future of McDonald's and for the future of humanity. Just when I was feeling dumb and impressively dumb at that, you tell that story and just completely outshadow me. You know, this is the night for hurt feelings. Right, right. You know, whether that be lost love 
or the lost pride of being embarrassed. And dumb. It's great. Yeah. I feel like one of the more impressive things that I've done in Grill, I've squirted a variety of times all over the ceiling and the grill area with a variety of sauces, mind you, that we kept in sauce guns and sauce tubes and even little packages. Okay, you can get a lot of sauce out of a little package. (laughs) I promise, because I've done it and had it squirt all over the ceiling. It leaves such a mess. And I just leave it there. And I see how long it takes for people to notice that I've squirted all of my sauce all over the ceiling. (laughs) And I make other people clean it. I need a second. I make other people clean it. And I feel embarrassed when they find out it was me. But I'm so thankful that they clean it because I wouldn't want to clean the sauce that I just sprayed everywhere all over the ceiling. Yeah. I'm not tall enough. No, it's like... And that and Big I, Mac sauce... I mean, I'm a tall guy. It really anyone, sticks. Yeah, no, the Big Mac sauce and the spicy sauce both really stick. And I'm a tall guy. I can't reach the ceiling in McDonald's. No one can without a ladder. It's just really annoying, so... When I squirted ketchup on the ceiling yeah. with the little packet... Yeah. And it was there for like a day or two, it looked like it had dried on the <laughs> ceiling. And... They had someone else clean it. They knew it was me. I admitted to it. And you were on the clock. And I they was. had someone else clean it. I was. I admitted to it. I was like, yeah, that was me. I uh, just... I was doing my good old tomfoolery, and they had someone else clean it. And yeah. I was like... So, for those of you that don't know, our, like, spicy sauce for the spicy crispy sandwich is in a sauce gun that has a little... It's got, like, a little pressure thing at the back that if you push it all the way in, that's what pushes the sauce out. And so... At one point, a coworker dropped it and it landed straight on that, and sauce sprayed everywhere. It got like on his apron, but also on the ceiling because well, it sprayed straight up onto him and onto the ceiling. You've done that twice. While you were while you were at while you were on vacation, and I took a picture of it on my phone. I I, mean, I meant to show you. I dropped the sauce gun, and it hit the it hit the it hit that little uh, yeah. pressure stick that pushes the sauce out on the counter and so it hit the counter on a vertical angle and fell downwards and arced sauce from my face all the way down my legs did you get spicy sauce in your eye spicy sauce got in your eye eye. oh oh that's a good place to end this episode it was really embarrassing because i had to we had a lobby full of customers and I had to walk to the bathroom. And I could have done it back in the back. But I wasn't thinking about it. So I walked full covered in spicy sauce through a lobby full of customers to go clean that off in the bathroom. And I couldn't even begin to say how embarrassing it was to have everybody laugh at me for being covered in spicy sauce. Yeah, you know what, I think on that note of embarrassment, pain, and emotional heartbreak, I think we end tonight's episode. I think that sounds like a good idea. Thank Thank you you so much. I am doing, you did the intro, I'm doing the intro. Okay, that seems fair, that seems fair. All right, thank you. I just wanted to say thank you too. Thank you, you Nick. All right, all right, Uh, that's that's fair. That's fair, one, two, three.
Thank you. Oh, we wanted to do it at the same time? Yeah. Okay, let's try again. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. For Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us financially, even though there's no guarantee you have yet. I am counting on you guys to get us through, get us new equipment, and make us a little money, make me a little money for college. So... Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your financial support. Remember, the contest will be over a week from Wednesday the 14th. So that will be Wednesday the 21st. We will spin the roulette wheel, decide a winner, and announce it on the next episode, which should be out later that week. Sounds about right. All right. Thank you guys so much. We will see you guys next time on McGuffin's McGuffin's Podcast. Podcast.